0: A B C. A always B B C closing. Always be closing. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Another episode. Of Scare money, don't make money. As always, it's your favorite recruiter's favorite recruiter. Your boy Cam. And as always, it's your boy Roy. And it's
1: still left for debate if you're somebody's favorite recruiter's favorite recruiter.
0: Don't let him play you he told me that shit yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> before we get started, as always, uh you know, follow us on Facebook, uh Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh I just created a TikTok. Uh we got Clubhouse. Yep. Roy Roy barely knew we had a Twitter until about a month and a half ago. So we out here, man. Uh but anyways, we have a very special guest for you, also our first international guest, my man Matt so I'm gonna please introduce yourself. Tell them where you're from. You know what you're about, man, and we'll get things going.
2: Yeah. So my name is Matthew. I live in Scotland, originally from South Africa, uh, having lived abroad in London, Dubai, uh, obviously South Africa, and now settled in Scotland. I am what Cam will call a CIVI recruiter. Um, <laughs> so I recruit predominantly for the food and drinks and fast-moving industry. So anything from packaging, food manufacturing, drinks, down to containers, uh, mid to senior management up the way, mentor and pretty clued up on LinkedIn as well.
0: So uh so I met Matt because we were in a mutual Facebook group. <laughs> and was it the Facebook? It was the Headhunter the Headhunter. Head right? yeah. Yep. So we're in so many so Roy's small story for you Matt before I tell you about that is Roy's the one that actually put me onto that page um he had found it I forgot how and this this kind of started our journey because about two years ago he found the page and that's like I was kind of telling you I realized man we're at like a disadvantage here like we don't know anything that's going on like and so anyways that's where I met you, which is crazy. You know, two years now from from when we found that page to begin with. Um, trying to get on Clubhouse, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get you on, but you got yeah. on, so which is good. Um, I was gonna tell you too. I was thinking about it. The invitation disappeared in my thing. Like, you know, it'll tell you like pending invitations. Yeah. I don't know if maybe they recognize it just wasn't happening. <laughs> I
2: don't know. Well, did you get it back? Uh,
0: I mean, I I, I keep getting invitations no matter what. Right. I have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but they just keep giving them to me. As soon as I get down <laughs> to one, it's like, you just got five. And I'm like, hey, bad. Who, want, who wants to cut? You get an invite. You get an invite. You get an invite.
1: <laughs> so it all over again. What's that? I say it just resets all over again because you're just passing them out.
0: I feel like every week I'm like, if anybody needs a clubhouse, just call me. <laughs> your I'm your man. I'm your guy. I'm the guy with the plan. Well, <laughs> Well, people, you know, not to get off top, but people are charging for these things. Like, have you? I've looked on Reddit, and people are no shit. Like, if you want a clubhouse invite, my cash app is da 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 da. I'll send the invite within two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred
2: fifty dollars yes. a scene. Why am I not? Cool? Wait 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 wait
0: wait. Wait
1: wait
0: wait wait wait. wait. <laughs> like, two
2: up. hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> two hundred fifty dollars for an invite. I was just like, uh, no.
0: I don't even think that's the max i've heard bro like but yes people are like they're selling them homie and so um but anyways so you know matt tell us kind of you know first off living in south africa that's got to be um amazing um also completely different obviously because we're in america and so you know And where did that transition come? Like, when did you move from South Africa? When did you leave? Like, and and what sparked that? Was it the recruiting gig? Or, you know, how did that work?
2: Yeah, so I was born and bred in in South Africa, finished my schooling in South Africa, and I went into the restaurant trade, became a chef, thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, I thought that's where I wanted to take my career, and I sort of hit a ceiling. um, And... Just one day, I decided I just wanted to go over to the UK just for holiday. Mm-hmm. So I phoned my bro, my brother up. I said, listen, I'm going over to the UK. This was, is this was November. I said on the 21st of March, I'm going over for two years. Do you fancy it? I just hear him shouting over to his boss. I'm resigning in two months' time. <laughs> so he, <laughs> next thing I know, we're both on a plane uh, in the UK. Um, and that's where recruitment really, where I fell in love with the recruitment because when I came over, I had nothing, no job. Nowhere ready to turn to. And I went to a, uh, an office angels kind of business, which is for part-time and temping work for travelers. Okay. And I went over there and the, and the level of service I received was terrible, but I just knew these guys were making money off me. And I was oh, like, yeah. how can people make money off of the service? You're just a bums on the seats. <laughs> I thought I wanted to try something different. But at the time I was, I was a, a, a very heavy lad, to be fair. Um, and my weight was against me. And I just couldn't get in until my uh, company took a chance on me. And ever since then, I've just fell in love with recruiting. And just I'm, I'm a bit advocate of recruiter. Whenever it tells me what I do, I'm very proud of it. Um, and I think if you're the right individual and you've got the right drive and determination, it's something that can set you up for life and you can set people up for life as well.
0: For sure. I mean... I'm not even, a, I'm not a chef and I mean, I'm a heavy, so I couldn't imagine if I knew how to cook really good food. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, This is uh top
2: ramen right here, baby.
0: <laughs> um,
2: you, never,
1: you never trust a skinny
0: chef though.
2: Never trust a skinny chef. I, everyone had to trust me, cause I ain't skinny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I have the veil of trust. <laughs> <laughs> I taste my own food. I'm still living. <laughs> like, why are table times so long at Matt's restaurant? Well, it's because <laughs> he usually eats the first serving. <laughs> That'd be me. I'd be like, everything's gone. Um. Uh, so, so when you got, so when the company took the chance on you, was it yeah. a recruiting company that took a chance on you?
2: Yeah, so it was a, a recruiting company which had just formed themselves about a year before, and they were looking for individuals that they could take a chance on, uh, when you work in a recruitment company and you like myself, I've started Protea recruitment myself, the biggest challenge you can do is take an individual on because then you're responsible for someone. You're responsible for someone's wages. You're responsible for someone's family. It's not just, you're just taking someone on. There's such a broad spectrum to go with it. And the company looked for someone that was cheap enough, let's be honest, but someone that felt (laughs) we're going to give everything they could. And by that time I'd been applying for maybe, eight or nine recruitment companies and be knocked back every time because I didn't have experience that they could see the determination in me that I wanted to do well, that I wanted to build, that I wanted to make this work. That when they took a chance on me, they themselves were recruiting in the food manufacturing industry. So I already had the passion for food. I already had an understanding of how food was produced from its beginning, from its concept (laughs) in through to the end in results so i understood all that and obviously they could see by my signs as well so that all came into fruition and all came together and clicked in i (laughs) this food is my heart food surrounding my heart (laughs) 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 that it all just clicked in kind of thing and they're like we want you we'll take a chance for you and i was there for 15 years
0: man so that's something i think we talked to uh I think we talked to what is it they I think when we had DSP on the show um I think we talked about recruiting seems to be like one of those like misfit jobs like the people who like like mm-hmm. you said like who are applying for all these different places you know like me like I had a lot of I had a lot of trouble early on in my career in the in the mil in the military um you know I don't want to, I mean Roy's not much of a misfit but if you were to like look at face value of like I would say probably where you came from you know when you joined the military the, I know you always mess around with your scores and stuff like that Roy but um mm-hmm. he has he has literally become one of the top recruiters like in the Air Force and so like oh. um and 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 in the same goes for for kind of the both of us I'm in, I'm a little bit different but the same thing is, you know, at face value, you know, before I came into recruiting, I started to come up, but I think recruiting really allowed me, like you said, to show what my worth was. And, and that kind of seems to be a lot of the stories with very successful recruiters is they were given the opportunity to really show what they could do.
2: Yeah, rec- Recruitment for a lot of people is just a stopgap. So it's another sales job. You mean, I don't think they understand the fundamentals of a recruiter where your job is to try improve people's lives. That's yeah. what I do on a day-to-day basis. Every call I make, I need to make sure that that call adds value to my life and adds value Ooh. to the person's life that I'm calling. Because if I'm going to change their life, I want to make sure that I'm changing their life for the better. I don't want to uproot any father or any mother from their family. And two months down the line, they regret everything. And that, yeah. that, that lies on me. Because yeah. i haven't done my due diligence i haven't done my role and you get recruiters that will last 14 15 months somewhere make a shed load of money and walk off and go somewhere else yeah. but there's no there's well, no uh, loyalty loyalty and you mean i i i've got a conscience you mean yeah. and as a recruiter it's very difficult to recruit and have a conscience because yes. the two of them were so close together and if your conscience yeah. overlies the sales, you will miss on sales. But I'd far rather miss on the sales and know I've done a damn good job for someone, both clients and candidate, than force yeah. that sales through get my five or $6,000 in the bank account and not care and walk off. That's just not the kind of recruiter I want to be or that I advocate.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's something I think really brought me and Roy together when we started recruiting, because he was my trainer. I don't know if I told you that. When I came into recruiting, he he, he was my trainer, showed up. Uh, for those of you that he- haven't heard the story, obviously you haven't heard the story, Matt, but he showed up. Um, he was late to begin with. <laughs> he was late traffic. to begin with. There was traffic. Was, there, he, was traffic. there was traffic. traffic. And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I'm in my dress uniform. I'm like, I'm going to get trained today. I'm so excited. And, and here he comes like, you know, throws over the door. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm late. And he's wearing a track suit with a gold chain.
2: <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
0: And he's like, let me change real quick. <laughs> and I'm just like, Okay, this is my trader.
2: <laughs> but a great rapport.
0: What you know, but I thought it was hilarious, and I was like, I, I can mess with this guy. Cause as you know, man, like I'm pretty loose. I'm just like I a people. I want I'm a person, you're a person. Like, let's not act like we're all freaking perfect, right? And so, but that's where me and Roy really leveled out, is because we both had that mentality where we were a hundred percent prepared to miss the mark if it meant that we never ruined somebody's life yeah so i would i would tell somebody to i mean i did it yesterday actually a girl wanted to join um she's actually going to school in florida but she lives in california she's like oh i just want to i want to join the guard now you know that way about i can get the process started and i said well aren't you moving in six months and she's like well yeah i said you don't need to join with me I was like, it's only going to make your life harder like you should call the florida recruiter join in florida it'll be way smoother process for you like and she's like oh okay and i was like it sounds weird right me telling you not to join right now and she's like well yeah and i was like that's cuz that's how i get down i like i don't need to put you in the guard just to just to be another number right yeah um yeah. and i think that's what it has made me and roy and obviously you successful is like you said there's a conscience to it right and you you have to listen to it i
1: mean he he said it like it's like um understanding it's a it's a twofold understanding the client understanding the candidate like and where you're trying to put people like if if you really sit down and try to listen and understand I mean I'm very open like I tell people like hey this is what it is this is the thing, but based off of what you're telling me this may not be the best fit for you uh, this may not work out for you right here right now if something changes I mean and something can change within 24 hours. But mm. if you real life just try to take the time and understand both sides, you, you'll you be okay. Yeah, that's I think that's, that's
2: that The hardest yeah. thing is trying to get the candidate to convince you. And that's what I like doing. The candidate needs to convince me what they want. I could sell ask to yeah. an Eskimo. Send, <laughs> send to the Arabs. No problem. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. You know what I mean? I'm a salesman through and through. However, I need people to convince me that they want that. That's the reason why I need to be putting them forward. Because if my job it was only to sell, I can put people in the wrong places all the time. Tell me what you want. Tell me how you want to progress. Tell me what your future looks like. And I'll work on that.
0: Yeah, I thought about that this morning. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a LinkedIn video about it. Is um I don't I don't sell benefits, I sell perspective. Mm-hmm. The perspective Ooh. that whatever I have is going like you said it will affect your life in a positive way that you know and that's and I th- and i was I, I was thinking about that and I always say it, but like I actually put it like kind of in terms that would make sense to most people um this morning while I was working out and and you're right, and that's exactly what it is is I don't sit here and tell you like this money's going to change your life this you know these education benefits you know they're amazing, what you can do with those benefits is Mm -hmm. really what's going to change your life but you have to take advantage of them so like you said so i say what are you going to do with those benefits oh i want to go to school that's cool what do you want to go to school for well i want to go to school for this okay what's the plan once you go to school for that and it's funny because i feel like a life counselor sometimes and it's funny when i have the parents and they're looking at me like he has more questions than i do and i'm like that's right that's right dad (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, 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 but you know what's crazy though once you start doing that you actually start helping them either plan a roadmap or you kind of open up their eyes and be like wow like i never thought that far ahead like something as simple as like i want to go into the medical field like doing what exactly like oh um, it sounds cool <laughs> like it sounds cool. like the medical field like what do you want to you want to look at hearts. you want to play with somebody's feet in podiatry. I Ooh, mean... No feet. Like, and then, like, but to them, they start to realize and understand, like, oh, like, I, I really didn't think that far ahead. Like,
0: yeah, wow, Like,
1: might want to have a little bit more perspective on to why you want to work in the medical field.
0: Yeah. I have a but joke where I try and, and convince people not to join. I'm like, you don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, I really do. And you're like, I'm like, no, you don't.
2: <laughs> tell me why. And they
0: start convincing you. Yeah, like you know, like, like Matt said, like then they're like, well, no, I really want to do it because then I can, you know, and, you know, but that, and that's one of the things I think like you and I talked about, Matt, when we is, that is one of the things that Roy and I love about recruiting is like the psychology of, right? It's like, why is it that, you know, when you tell somebody they can't have it, they just want it more? Like, those, yes. those things are so crazy.
2: The big thing is, is that we are changing people's lives. We're, we're creating a brand new road, a yeah. brand new path for them, whether yeah. it be a two-year plan, a five-year plan, or a 15-year plan. We, 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 we're changing their course yeah. of history. And it sounds quite daunting and dramatic, but at the end of the day, if they take our job, it will either make them or break them. And it's yeah, our job to yeah. make sure that it makes them because they're, they're, it's such a small industry. Regardless of where you recruit, people know anyone else. And if yeah. you broken if you broken the cycle of that success, I feel bad as an individual, but other yeah. people will hear it as well. So you have to be willing to stand your ground, take the nose, take the hits, take yeah. the abuse, almost knowing that you've stood to your morals and you've yeah. stood your ground.
0: No, yeah, I mean, and I'm doing. Beyond- I, I just had my first feedback with, um, well, kind of feedback, but you know, I filled my first position and it's been about three weeks now, I think since he started, it was a contract job. So he's helping a company with a, with a specific contract. And I remember he messaged me and I was like, Oh God, I hope nothing's wrong. Like, did they not pay you did something you know, and uh, I, he, and he was at, he's actually, um, he's a say Cam. I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Like, it's been amazing. The project's going great. The team's been awesome. And, and not only that, he's in India, right? So he's an, he's an international outsourced yeah, yeah. applicant. And so even more why I'm scared, because like time differences, you know, language barriers, things like that. Um, but, you know, he was like, like you say, he's like, thank you so much. Like, I love the project. It's been going great. You know, and then obviously I called the client um, who's a friend of mine and said, hey man, how's it going over there? And he was like, oh, it's it's going well. And so, um, you're right. I mean, it's it's you are changing their life, you know, whether it's for the short term or for the long term. And it's something that I think really has to be taken seriously if you want to do recruitment long term. Yes, the money can be great, but it shouldn't be a money grab. No, no. I do means. it for the
2: people. I do it because I get a Christmas card thank you, saying thank you very much yeah. for making my Christmas. Meaning yeah, people it, that went up, just employed unemployed before Christmas. They've got a job. They bought their kids something for Christmas. They've got a roof over their head and you get a thank you card. That's worth more than the fee. I know it doesn't pay my bills, but in yeah. my heart, it's worth more. Morally, it's so much more no, than yeah. that
0: fee. 100% agree. Um, So let's talk about how you started your business literally right before the pandemic. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no shit right before the pandemic (laughs) whoa so so first so first let's talk about how you came to the conclusion that you wanted to do your own you own your own agency
2: so as i said i worked for a company for 15 years um i took a year break to set up a a food manufacturing recruitment company out in dubai came back went back to my old employee you asked me back and I did it, but the company itself had changed, and it became very big very quickly, and I'd missed that um small family feel. yeah, I then decided to to move on um it was time for writing, and I joined a smaller bespoke business, but again, they were looking for a quick fix, the quick money, the quick movement, and that just wasn't what I was about. I, I enjoy building rapport, building building foundations. Yeah. And I just knew that I could do it better for myself without the time restraints. Yeah. So it was the 3rd of February, 2020. I resigned from my company to set up on the 1st of March and on the 3rd of March, <laughs> COVID.
0: <Yeah>. Um,
2: <laughs> Those first yeah. two days were amazing. Though. Oh, it was the best experience of my life. It was coming and, Go visit people and you mean they're just planning my diary or visits that I could could really want, and everything was there. And all of a sudden, everything was just stuck. But lucky enough, I had some clients that I'd worked with that were very responsive to the way that I worked and knew who I was an individual. And recruitment's all about brand awareness, and it's not about your company brand, it's about your personal brand, it's about your ethos, who you are as a person, how you treat people how you are treated, and what are the respect both ways. And a lot of my clients who I used to work with understood that I went on my way, but my ethos was exactly the same. Regardless if I could visit them face-to-face, or I did a Skype interview, or I did Zoom, or Teams, or all these different platforms we have out there, I was always willing to go out there and make their the virtual coffee and see how people were. Um, and it's to be fair it's been it's been a tough year i would love to say it's been the easiest year of my life and business is booming and i can i i can i can't take anything else on but i'm still here as an individual i'm still here as a person and my business is still here because um i've got the clients that respect me and who i am
0: yeah nice and um and let's talk about your your company name and logo so obviously it, the the flower behind you is a part of, is your company logo correct
2: yeah so it's a protea it's a south african national flower uh they grow in hardship but even in the toughest terrain they came out blooming in beautiful colors um and they show hope so there was the meaning of the south african flower being south african i wanted to bring that and also the actual meaning of the protea and and how it blossoms during hardships and how how it how it doesn't it doesn't allow its environment to get it down, and that's another mm. reason why, why I've chosen the flower, the protea flower.
1: Ooh, that's not even the on scare money. That's that's deep. That's
2: so. That's deep.
1: That's <laughs> so. Deep. I mean, oh yeah. What are you gonna say? Oh no, I'm just saying like that's. I mean that's that's powerful, like just it just shows like the the power of an image. Um mm. like when you can explain to people I mean just hearing the background of their flower like that's that's very powerful. I like it.
2: I'm sorry. It means a lot Go to me. Down. It means a lot to me. Because it 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 it, it means that if that flower can do it, then so can I. Oh yeah.
0: For sure. And so it, you know, being in the, being in the food industry, you know, where has that, because you're the, so, so you're the first international guest you've ever had. Um, you're the first, and you're the first food industry person that we've ever had. So like, how does it work? Like what, you know, I know we've talked about it, but kind of, you know, tell people what the type of roles that you feel or the type of companies you work with.
2: Yeah. So for example, I don't know how big ready meals are they or ready to cook meals, but if you think about, if you took a piece of steak, and you were to put that steak in the fridge after three days, you either eat it or you chuck it. Yeah. Ooh, so okay, Matt, you let it
0: go to five days.
2: Oh, you put <laughs> the camera and let it go to
0: five days. <laughs> I don't make that much money, Matt.
2: <laughs> but if you think about a ready meal, for example, or um, a microwave meal, if, if that 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 meal gets made so it's the process from when it hits the sh- from there to it hits the shelf is probably about seven or eight days before mm. it hits the shelves and then it still sits on the shelves for five days and then you've got three days to eat it so now you've got yeah. a piece of steak that's fourteen days or fifteen days old. You ever thought how it lasts that long? I yeah. hire the people that make that steak last that long yeah ah. so, so it's about it's it's to do with um preservatives salt concept through to launch coming up with the brand new ideas you know food is is one of those things that cannot be boring if food is boring you lose you lose the market so you've got to keep on being innovative you've got to see so right now my biggest um gap in the market is plant-based products like Mm. chicken nugget alternatives or uh it's like cheesy but vegan cheese so there's no dairy so that's where where the marketplace is going all about healthy eating um, co- less less carbon emissions, uh, carbon footprints, and that's where the marketplace is going at the moment. So it's that science of how do you make a piece of cheese have the same texture of cheese, have the same taste of cheese, have the same smoothness of cheese, but without having the dairy.
0: Those so are funny the people that I heard. So funny story, um, about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, my wife tried to trick me and my family and give us fake tater tots. <laughs> they, they were they were uh God, cauliflower cauliflower oh. tater tots and she didn't tell us though. So, you know, we're all sitting around the table, um which is already an anomaly to begin with cuz my family's crazy, everybody eats wherever they eat. And um you know, we're we're sitting down, we're like, "Ooh, tater tots." Like, we never have tater tots. Like and the kids are excited. And I remember me and my daughter bite into him and we both just kind of look at each other. And then we look at my wife and my wife is like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> what is this? What is this buffoonery? And she was this like, "What do you strategy. think?" And, I, and we're like, "We're like, what is it?" And so now it's become a running joke. I called So I called them fader tots. So look at me, those fake tater tots, those fader tots. And so now it's become a thing in our house where if my wife tries to buy tater tots. My oldest will inspect them. Like, are these? bad Are these real? <laughs> are these the real ones?
2: <laughs> these are the real ones. Um, oh. Well, if food, fake food, not fake food, but food that's <laughs> no longer, you mean like fake bacon, et cetera, et cetera, its It's starting to make its mark and it's starting to get there. I mean, yeah. I, I i personally don't know if I'd ever give in to the, with the real bacon, 70% salty like I am. You know what I mean? It's, I want that fat <laughs> and salty. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I do want it thick mm-hmm. and rich like me, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want the real deal, so I want that oh, um, yeah
2: but you mean I, I, I can see the appeal and I can see the health benefits and it's I, I suppose the, the benefits when it comes to the earth as well you mean I'm 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 all for bef- I'm all for for changing new things to to improve my quality of life and improve improve the world as well and I you mean I know that sounds like a sales pitch but I really am into that and they can make it you mean just don't call it a burger because a burger is a burger you mean yeah. if it's yeah. it's not a burger and if it's bacon yeah. it's got to be pork or beef if it's made of plants, call it something else. I don't yeah. mind trying it, but don't Slice give me fake plants. of plant.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't, a plant don't, don't,
2: trick, don't trick me. With this is a patty. Are... This is a plant patty. <laughs> <laughs> when they had
1: like in, what they call them, like Impossible Burgers, like it's an Impossible oh yeah. oh yeah.
0: Or the uh, or the. It's impossible
2: to eat. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's
0: this there's this one that we were getting from Costco. Um, And it was okay but it had a weird aftertaste like it it like the texture was fine stuff like that but and even my and even adrian you know she's been trying to eat like healthier in some ways and we just we couldn't get with it um we now what we have switched up i will say is we have been doing a lot of cauliflower rice so my wife's asian so we usually eat a lot of rice and so i was like you know i was like man the carbs are the carbs are killing me man you know these thick thighs ain't saving no lives and so (laughs) And so I need to, I need to, we need to eat something healthier. So we switched to cauliflower rice, um, but we go a little extreme on it because she makes it cheesy cauliflower oh. rice. <laughs> 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 hey, still less carbs, y'all. I mean, still I'm just sa- I'm just yeah. saying, still, still less good. carbs. I mean, and it's have amazing. You ca- it-
1: have you tried the cauliflower rice at um, Chipotle? No. Why
0: would I do that? What's wrong with you? What are I'm you, what are you, you a communist? Saying. What's wrong with you? Don't yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah, you come here speaking that to me now? I might you. have to kick you out this damn show coming at me with that damn cauliflower rice. Man, you get you get the lemon rice. And if you're feeling froggy, you get the brown rice. But you come on now. And you get a half serving. You don't ever get a cauliflower rice that you what's wrong with you? Correct. Me. Hey, it's I'm horrible. That's good. That's good.
1: It's good. It's good. It's <laughs>
0: So, so speaking of words, that brings another funny thing. Ketchup on your eggs or no?
2: Ketchup from the fridge on your the eggs.
0: fridge. On your yes. eggs. Roy, where you at? I know yeah, it's super random. It...
1: No, 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 no. He, he makes a valid point, though. Ketchup from the fridge. Like, yeah. I can do ketchup from the fridge. Um, not all the time, but I have done it. And, yes, I can do it. Ketchup on eggs is okay.
2: <laughs>
0: From the Matt, Matt Cameron Roy approved. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm on next week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> next week. We're talking about soy sauce on salad. <laughs> so <laughs> so where do you see um so like where's most of your business right now? Like, you know.
2: Yeah, so a, a lot of my business is obviously based in, in in the UK. However, it's the manufacturing industry itself is is growing. I mean, I'm uh, there. There are a couple of companies in the states I'm looking to get hold of. I'm doing yeah. work out in India. I'm doing work yeah. in Somalia. I got oh. work in Dubai, Kenya. Yeah. The one thing about food is everyone needs to eat and everyone needs to drink. And I'm not going to advocate food and say go into food manufacturing recruit uh, or into food manufacturing, but you mean it's fantastic because it is recession-proof. And when people's pockets get hit, they can't afford to go out and eat, but they still want to treat themselves. So yeah. why not spend a little bit extra in the supermarket? Why not yeah. go to the top supermarket and spend that extra 5 or $10 that you normally spend, but yeah. bring home a good, beast-quality meal? And that's exactly. where, where we come and We try to take that stress out of your life and take it, just give you that 15, 20 minutes peace from reality. That you can yeah. enjoy a good meal at home with a good bottle of wine, candles, just the two of you, making a great little date night of it. Because you can't go yeah. out,
0: you can't my enjoy
2: four, yourself. My fourteen
0: day old steak.
2: Your fourteen day crawl <laughs> off the plate itself before you even cook it. <laughs> Cam, your steak's moving. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's
0: Matt fun. said it's good for another three days. <laughs>
1: oh. so, what? Um. What's been one of the biggest challenges uh, that you've been faced with, especially like like you said, like you started right before COVID. Um, so I'm pretty sure you had all of these great ideas. Like, OK, I want to try to do this. I want to try to do that. How did you have to transition and reposition yourself? Or did you have to reposition yourself or change up anything that you had planned uh, when yes. COVID hit?
2: So I went in there to be different, and I know every recruiter probably says the same thing. I'm going to be different. I'm a different recruiter, but I definitely did try to go down that way. Um, I think the biggest problem and the biggest challenges I had is that I'm not able to go out there and sell myself face to face. I'm not out there to go chap on the doors and or speak to people on the telephone because there's a lot of people working from home. There's a lot of people that aren't at their desk at the computer. You can pick up the phone and phone them. So the brand awareness and the strategy behind getting my brand out there had slowed down. What it allowed me to do was select 10 or 12 key players and really work with those 10 or 12 key clients, offering them 100% of my service. So when people ask me what it's like being a dad, I say that I'm a, 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 a 100% of a dad, 60% of the time. Yeah. and what that means is for six percent of that time I give my kids a hundred percent It doesn't mean for forty percent I can't <clears> give them what I want to but do I give them am I a sixty percent of a dad a hundred percent of the time or do I want to be a hundred percent of a dad sixty percent of the time and I know my kids would rather want the whole of me six percent than only sixty percent of me for the whole time yeah, yeah and that that's sort of how I, how I treat my candidates and my clients now. I'm fully invested in them, but I've only got a small niche amount of them. So once COVID's over, I may be able to reach out there, go approach another four or five clients, but I don't think I want to go there and win the world over. I don't think that's Mm. the way that I want to recruit because then I change away what's made me successful over COVID and what what clients have been looking for. And maybe this is the new way to recruit. Maybe this is the new way of doing things. And I often say to myself, I'm like a tugboat versus a cruise ship i still yeah. got great pulling power, but I've got the ability mm-hmm. to turn accordingly and move according to what my client needs to, where a cruise ship can't turn as quickly. It's massive. It's got all the power behind it, but it's yeah. got no flexibility. And yeah. I want to be that tugboat approach. I want to be able to have that ability to change.
0: Mm-hmm. Yo, Matt, Matt has the best of that. So first it's like the flower. Now he's got the yes. tugboat.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes.
2: And my whole last built on analogies. my whole laugh is <laughs> on analogies. you should write a book
1: <laughs> a book of Analogy.
2: one a book of
0: anal- <laughs> a book of analogies that's your next that's a your one. next thing yep, a- you should and then you send it to your clients as a conversation starter you're welcome 15 percent <laughs> uh <laughs> so as far as um i I also would like you to talk about what we talked about when we were like about your approach when it comes to recruiting as far as um top down i think that's what you yeah. called it or yeah top top yeah, down waterfall recruiting effect. waterfall, waterfall effect. effect that's right can you can you elaborate on that cuz i thought that was amazing i told roy about it and i was like it's just so simple
2: <laughs> so so the waterfall effect is is probably the best way to to describe this is recruiting from the top down the way and that means if you're recruiting general managers you're recruiting ceos you're recording directors or um, non-execs, once you're in place there, you then build a trust enough to get that next position down. Yeah. And then you can place that. And then that position becomes two positions. And then that position becomes four positions down. Mm-hmm. And then w- once you're at the bottom, you then at that whole waterfall, where if you've ever walked into a waterfall and try to walk up through the waterfall, it's impossible, yeah. because you constantly have resistance from above. Yeah. You constantly have the CEOs and the MDs and the directors trying to put their weight on, trying to push down the way, trying to get their team up. And no one wants to build a team from down the way, up the way. They want their yeah. next member that they have underneath them to be someone that they can trust, someone that they can build on, and then so on and so forth. So I think it's like a waterfall. When, you, when you're when you coming down a waterfall, it's so much easier. There's the pass of least resistance than if you're yeah. trying to build up the way. Another analogy. <laughs> Another analogy.
1: That's a great analogy. <laughs> coming
2: at coming
0: at you live. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Not the analogist.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, he, he's blown my mind and he hasn't even been asked the question, fam. I know, right? I know. We still, we still, got, we still got a couple of minutes before we ask the question. The, the question. Um, so, at, the last thing is, you know, one of the things that we talked about was you've been on LinkedIn since it started. Yeah. So, and as you've seen, it is now like, now people are starting to like take it seriously. (laughs) So uh, it's somewhat, I guess. I I think it's, I know there's like a conversation is, is it turning into like a professional Facebook now where people are like, Ooh, like how many likes and comments did I get?
2: So um, I think that's the problem. People are looking for comments. They're looking for likes. They're looking for exposure you know yeah. if you want exposure you want lots go to instagram go to facebook yeah.
0: you know what i mean
2: In linkedin for me it is a bit of a dating site for professionals yeah you're looking for that match you're looking but i'm not talking about that you want to go take her home after the first date do you know what I mean no, you yeah. want you you want to take these people out for coffee you want to wine yeah. and dine you want to see your interests you want to see how the two of you can come together and what can flower out of that kind of relationship almost like you and i have Clubhouse yeah. is very much like that at the moment. It's about blossoming. It's like nurturing the the, the relationships. So yeah, I've got 9,500 people on on my LinkedIn that, that I'm with. You I mean, that's nothing compared to other people with 15, 16, 17,000. And I went through a stage where I would just accept everyone. That's yeah. now slowed down because I'm looking to get uh, what, what I post on LinkedIn is very professional, very business-like. Yeah. Is yeah. to gain attraction for people to see how I can better their life, and that's what yeah. I look at from LinkedIn before and uh, as well. And you mean I'm starting to lose a lot of my connections on purpose, my followers, because I don't really care what the two divided by zero times three is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know well, what kind of value you are adding to your community, yeah. what kind of value I'm adding to my community, and those kind of sums don't add value, so there's no yeah. point in putting them on.
0: Yeah. And I've gotten to, and I just started doing, I just started kind of getting to that point as well is like, I don't just, I I don't just request, or I just, I don't accept it. And if you send me a connection request without a personal note, then I then ask, how can I help you? Like, what was, what was the purpose of you adding me? Like, what, you know, what, what is there? Did you see something on my profile? And like, if you don't respond, then I just, I remove the, I can remove the connection. (laughs)
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because, like you said, it's it's a it's it's got it's got to be value based, you know. Um, especially with the stuff that you know I'm doing with like the LinkedIn military and stuff like that. Like, I want people who are who want to bring value to, especially that community. Because um, that's also that has become somewhat a part of my brand is through the education that I'm getting. I then want to give that education to my to my fellow military members, you know.
2: And that and that's what it is. It's been able to have that that value and be able to see well this person's going to add value to his community. I wanna be a part of that. I yeah. wanna grow with them. I wanna be on his journey. And yeah. that's what LinkedIn's supposed to be advocating. And you mean it went through a stage where it was horrendous. It sort of dialed back a wee bit. I see it becoming a little bit more business orientated again. And I think it's turned that corner and it's decided where it wants to be. And that's yeah. why a lot more people are jumping on, on LinkedIn because they weren't quite sure where it was going to be. And nor LinkedIn, I don't think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys want to go? I don't know. Where yeah. do you want to go? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, leave, <laughs> it yeah, just leave, the, leave it to the people. Yes. Leave it to the people. Let the waterfall decide. Let the, yeah, let let the, the tugboats of the decide. community go. <laughs> let, let them pull us in. <laughs> So uh so as we as we near the end, there um there's two major questions that we like to ask people. So uh and and yours your answer will be so relevant because of you starting your company at the beginning of COVID. Um, but the first one is when you what advice do you have for the folks who are either trying to start in a recruiting career in general, whether it's go work for an agency or you know, maybe go independently. But also for those that want to go independently, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do that?
2: I think the first one for anyone who wants to get in a recruitment, if you're doing it for the money, don't, because yeah. you, you have to sacrifice so much more than what the money's worth. Go sell houses, go sell cars, because you sort of get put into that same reputation <clears throat> You're, you once you tell people in recruitment in the beginning you feel as if you 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 get made to feel as if you're worth nothing. You're like, mm. uh, <laughs> if you come into the with the right value with the right mindset that you're wanting to change people's lives that you're wanting to change your life you want to buy your first house you want to buy your first car you want to improve your life while improving other people's lives and do it because after 20 years I still love it I still love recruitment. If you want to go independent, you've got to make sure that you love recruitment. I would never suggest anyone go straight into recruitment and then go independent because what you think you know about life is completely different. You've you've got to have a business plan. You've got to understand how business works. You've got to understand how tax works. You've got to understand that there's going to be the tax man after you. You're going to get calls. And especially if you're going to bring someone on, your responsibility to others grows so much more. And it is bored. You, you can sit at a screen for eight, 10 hours a day and not look at anyone. And you become almost enclosed. And if you ever think about a, a, a lion that gets caught in the wild and then gets put in the cage, you sort of get that mentality where the wild sort of leaves your eyes and you're starting to die off in a corner. You've got to be self-motivated. You've got to be self-driven. You've got to have determination to see that brick that and go, If I make this one more call, it could be worth $10,000, $5,000, but I've got to make that one call. How do I drive myself to make that call? It's all about drive. It's all about determination and faith in yourself. Fire. (laughs) Fire in the belly. Fire in the belly. From Matt, the tugboat, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) That used to be my cricket name, believe it or not. Was it really? Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> done you know what that means that that that's you're validated now that you're a you're cr- you're and what you you're, now. He had tugboat on his jersey oh
2: yeah i'm gonna put that on my linkedin <laughs>
0: i yo i have a meeting with uh i have a meeting with a, a woman today and her her thing is the raccoon trainer no. Yeah, oh. but I think she's like a recruiter. I don't know. I'll send you the screenshot of it. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, um, but all right. And then, so our, se- our, se- our last question is, when you hear the phrase, the name of the show, scared money don't make money, what does that mean to you? And this is Roy's favorite question, so don't disappoint him Matt. Scary money,
2: <laughs> scary money don't make money.
0: Scared money. Scared money don't make money.
2: Don't, don't run away don't 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 be scared to pick up the phone you've got to be believe in yourself personally that's what i think it means is believe in your ability believe in yourself make that call if you're scared if you don't want to do it then you'll never make the money so personally for me without the phone you're never going to make money don't be scared to pick up the phone dude don't be scared to make that next call
0: Mm. simple yet effective I
1: was just like, it is so <laughs> simple. It's so simple yet powerful. And we are now at guess, I don't know what number we're at because I don't know how to count. 28. And that's number 28. And it was still on a track record of nobody has the same answer. Yep.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. 20, 28 28 guests, and everybody has given um a, a unique answer. Phenomenal. And no one's taking the easy way out. Well, obviously, scared money, you know, you're not going to make any money if you're scared. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think we're yeah. always expecting that, so.
2: <laughs> no, no such thing as easy money, I can tell you.
0: That's it. Yes. A- yep. Uh, no, I, I agree. And, and that's, and that's um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and it was, you know, like, with the guests, the same thing, you know, like, People like, oh, how did you talk to this person or how did you get this person on the phone? And I'm like, I just picked up the phone and I called them and I said, Hey, let's talk. <laughs> or, you know, I sent them a Facebook message, hey, let's talk. <laughs> so uh I'm gonna write a book. It's gonna let's be talk. called it's gonna be called How to Make How to Network and the first person only page is gonna say, pick up the phone or message them, let's talk. <laughs> Hey,
1: it'd be like uh it'd be like the uh the old school infomercials that used to come on at like two o'clock in the morning and be like,
0: pick up the phone. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen <laughs> So no. So I'm gonna make so I'm gonna make a TikTok video, right? Uh this was it's gonna be my first one, and it's gonna be um have you heard I don't have you heard that song Pick Up the Phone by Young Thug? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be about sales, right? It's gonna be me. Like dialing the phone, phone number. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be me dialing the phone and then it's gonna be like pick phone, baby. <laughs> It's be like when you're ca- when you're calling clients or when you're calling when you're calling prospects. Phone. Oh <laughs> man, I can't wait to see that
1: video. I can't wait <laughs> to see that video.
0: <laughs> so that's that's gonna be my first TikTok video. Watch out for it. Look it up. Uh people at people person cam on TikTok. But um So as we're about to end, Matt, this is your opportunity to promote yourself, promote your business, let people know where to find you, um, what services you offer. Um, So yeah, the floor is yours, my friend.
2: Yeah, so my name is Matthew Steedman. I am the managing director of Protea Recruitment, which is www.protearecruitment.com. I specialize within food and drinks manufacturing, from senior members and above i get to promote my business but you know what i mean i like to promote recruitment rather guys if you're wanting to change people's lives and you're doing it for the right reasons go for it because we need more good people out there
0: yep, for, for sure um roy i, I don't know he, maybe he took a phone call um oh, oh, I'm and, I'm and, and ending comments sir i, I always forget to End, ask you
1: ending comments <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's been a while
0: since I've had it in the comment, I don't even know what to say
1: now. Um <laughs> you know what, just just pick up the phone. That's a, that's one. Pick up the phone. Pick pick up the phone and just that, that level of understanding. Try to understand your client to the best of your ability. And yeah. understand your your um your fan base and you'll be okay.
0: That's it. So he's a, a man. A man of few words.
1: <laughs> yep, talk a lot. All right.
0: Well, this has been another episode of Scare Money, Don't Make Money. Matt, we appreciate you, sir. Really Boy, enjoyed it. As always, you got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see y'all later. Don't.